Mr. Smith Talks Triathlon, Episode 27, Rebuilding Fitness. Mr. Smith Talks Triathlon, practical triathlon advice for everyday athletes, including those that don't roll out of bed ready to race. I've certainly been rolling out of air lately after not doing much for quite a while. Well, it's an interesting point, Gerard. We may use you as a uh, as an example for this uh, for this episode. Excellent. Put me in the spotlight. Yeah, and why not? And and who are you again? Just so, just for those that haven't uh, haven't had it uh, rammed down their throats. I am Gerard, the coach. That's my job. What's yours? I'm Doug, the question asker. Superb. Excellent. Keep me honest. I, I will try. Um, if you're not being honest, I may not know, but we'll uh, we'll see how we go. So, uh, yeah, good to be here again. And uh, quick recap: last time we we talked about um, what did we talk about? We talked about running. Yeah, getting more from your running. And the the real key points that we talked about from there was that consistency over time is so important. And so that is not that you have to be doing X amount of running, but that you just do run regularly. Because if you have lots of breaks or top periods of up and down in your running, then you're just not going to get the same gains. And does that even mean you know you don't have to do long distances? But if mm, you no. if you can get out three, four times a week doing thirty minutes, yeah. that's probably better than an hour and a half one day and nothing until that day the next week. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Frequency is a really big thing because it's about motor skills and it also lessens the risk of injury because injuries are another reason that really disrupt people from being able to be consistent. And are there people who are going to be better off, you know, doing a couple of biggies, some people better five sort of shorter runs? I know some stuff has to be specific depending on your event, yeah. but just around that injury prevention or, or the prevention, that minimising the chance of you getting injured. Yeah, um, so in that case, where frequency and lower volume is good, right. because it's generally, it's the longer runs and it's the more intensity that hurt you, are most likely to hurt you. So really quite often at the start of a training plan, I will put um, several days of shorter runs rather than straight into a long run. It yep. does build that frequency, great for the durability of the body long term. Yeah, and getting the body used to it. And um, I will do a survey on the average age of the squad, but uh, yeah, some of us uh, that the body's a little bit uh, a little bit broken. Yeah, and and look, sadly, we have picked up a few injuries in the team just in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, the, what what is going on with the team? And <laughs> you mentioned injuries, and that is one of those things. And I am one of them. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And we know um, there was one particular session after that one that yourself and a couple of others came away with niggles flaring up. And um, now there's a bit of a responsibility on me that looking back at it in that session, there was something that I let go, which was just too much too hard mm. and so uh yeah I've, I've certainly got a that was a reminder to me about how we have to be really cautious yeah but, but, i think but, there's a little bit of enthusiasm as well on on certainly yeah. on my part and probably others that when you say sprint uh, i'm 11 again and off i go <laughs> as a you know i'm on bare feet on the uh, on the grass the grass track in uh, in south canterbury yeah yeah so the Interestingly, though, we look at kind of that one session and go, oh, it happened there. But often it's the build-up of other things along the way. So, yeah, we, we, we never want to go absolutely nuts on the running um, because there is that does bring risk. But just recognising again, it's, it's yeah, often the overuse of things over time. Yep. And there is just then a particular trigger that happens. It's okay. We're not going to blame you. 
I think if you, if you could run a squad for a whole year without an injury, you'd be making a lot more money and I'd probably be out of a job as well. <laughs> and I don't really have a quota, but I just do expect there will be X num- some number of people who get injured because that's just the nature of running. And particularly for um, the people who are a lot more desk-bound and have less mobility, there is, again, higher chance of those injuries. It's like technology, Gerard. There's a failure rate that's acceptable. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Just let's not get too high a percentage. And speaking of technology, I, I saw a note, uh, quite a few people in the team investing in power meters. Now, yeah. we talked about them a while back, and we, we've talked about investing in technology. It's one of those things that you're you're quite a fan of for a few reasons. Yeah, I am. And look, I think we'll do a whole other podcast on that at some stage, because people who are not familiar with them or don't, yeah, don't understand them, um, it'll be a great thing to explain why they are so wonderful. But but it's great to see power meters are becoming cheaper, much uh, more affordable, really, really effective for training. So we've got a number of people who are just purchased them recently. So we're going to do a session for the squad about getting those going. So we'll, yeah, let's report back on that at another stage. Yep, superb. So to today, um, we alluded to it, about rebuilding fitness. Now, do you know anyone who would be a good example of someone who, who is very soon going to have to start rebuilding fitness? So I was racking my brain about this. And thinking, who could we use? Who could we talk to? Well, I've been in that situation. I've had uh, 10 weeks of absolutely no exercise. And that is a huge life-changing moment for me. That, uh, yeah. I, that I've never had that much time off training or any kind of exercise in, in many, many years. So coming back into this, there's been some really, really useful reminders to me from a coaching perspective, but also great for other people to know as well. Just before you go into some of that, how did you manage that mentally? That's got to be tough because you know, it's your job. It, it is, yeah. I, I, I guess it was actually quite easy because I didn't have a choice. Mm. I got an illness, testicular cancer, and man, that's that yeah anytime you throw around the c word that's a that's a big deal yeah i that, suppose that was enough to anytime you thought oh i'll just go for a little jog or a little whatever was there a, was uh no yeah. yeah right right now that is not an important thing in yeah. my life getting healthy is so uh, but but i've said to a number of people if i had picked up an injury that was limiting what i could do i would have been a grumpy bugger to live with the, mm. the family would have been turfing me out so yeah it was it was the circumstances of that Okay, so beyond that, we'll move on from the mental. But you know, from a mm. physical perspective, what are the what are some of the observations? Well, for for me, I've I'm always nursing some old particular injuries, some things I have to take a lot of care with, and all of those just stiffened up from being inactive. And uh, yeah, so that wasn't much fun. That as well as being told I have to be inactive, then I just couldn't yeah really get moving much to try and loosen those up. And it, it's taken some time now for those to start loosening up. Mm. So the, the very first thing I did when I could get moving a bit more was just to start thinking about those things. Okay, I can't exercise yet, but what can I do to get myself ready for when I can exercise? Mm. And that's starting to get a bit of the mobility back. Yeah, it It's interesting to... you talk about some of your injuries stiffened up and you weren't actually exercising, mm. which sort of goes back to, I know we joked about injuries and the average age of the squad. You know, some of us need to be active yeah. to keep the you know the machine oiled, for want of a better description, because the minute you know you have a week off, yes. and the next time you go for a run and you, whatever, you're like, oh, gee, yeah. this, this feels a bit too much like the first time I've ever been, ever went for a run. So I guess you're in the same boat, you know, yep, you're doing nothing, 
but you're doing a lot of sitting around probably, yeah. checking your craft beer collection. Uh, and, yeah, although so, you're not using the muscles, they are starting to sort of stiffen up. I won't say seize up. That would be a bit harsh. Oh, no, definitely get in there. Uh, but but the um, the big thing was age, like you talked about, and um, having these things that movement, a- active active recovery is really so important. Yeah. Yeah, so I think you know, and you've got it in the schedule sometimes for us. It's a thirty-minute nose breathe run, which is only just faster than a walk for yeah. for some. But it just keeps the body keeps moving, moving. Yeah. without, I suppose, damaging it or or with the minimal risk of an injury. Yeah, 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 that's right. So you talked about mobility. Yeah. Um, so how do you, how do you get the a ten-week? You know, when you found a rusty car and the and you know been in the garage for ten years. How do you get it moving again? Uh, it, it was a bit slow. Just had to start stretching some things out slowly. Um, bring out once I could move around a bit more bringing out the foam roller just to uh, just get a bit of blood flow and massage very simple massage going mm-hmm. into those areas I started doing just a, some very basic core work because the core just holds everything together in terms of the, the power transfer through your body and then as I could get more active I just started going for very short walks and I, I was told even even walking for exercise was out of the question so it was it was literally just a little stroll down the street to literally get moving. Now I'm, I'm I can just imagine, Gerard. You seem to have gone for a twelve kilometre walk here. Oh, we needed milk. <laughs> yeah, from town because the local dairy is not good enough. I'd like to say I wore the Garmin to hold my pace back, but no. <laughs> so yeah, it was literally just getting moving. And now the the big thing is that when a lot of people have had a bit of downtime, be it injury or choice or holiday or whatever it is. The, um, I guess the the thing that you really want to do is you just want to get back into it, mm. and it's so easy to rush back in and get going and trying to do everything that you used to. Yeah. But particularly after an extended period like this, you have to recognise the body's not ready for it. That you do have to work your way back into it slowly. And I think most people have, will have had more than one or two or three injuries that have slowed them down or indeed stopped them for a period of time. So. I asked you about the mental aspect because I think for a lot of us, that's the. It's yeah. as much a challenge as the physical because, you, as you say, it's frustrating because you can't do anything, and then when you can, this bloke, Mister Smith's telling you to take it easy. Yeah, yeah, that's right, and, and it's it's a long term game where we're training towards a particular event or something in the future, and you certainly, if if you are needed to get your fitness back in a rush, you can push it along. And you'll get a bump in the short term, but you won't get the long-term benefits of having taking yeah. your time, letting the body work into it, doing those foundational things that make your later training a lot more effective. Yeah. So patience, patience is a key. Yeah. Usually. So we able to do anything from any of the, which of the three disciplines? I would have thought, could you jump in the pool? Is so that's you, the least impact? Or? Yeah. That that was it. So swimming came back next. Not too much stuff juggling around in the pool. <laughs> no, no extra flotation. <laughs> yeah. And um, so just getting moving in the pool felt fantastic. Kind of that weightless floating, moving again. Loved it. But man, I was slow and unfit. Uh, That's relative. Yeah, it is, <laughs> it is, absolutely. But the, the, the great thing is that swimming comes back really quickly because when you have swum to whatever level it is in the past, you've worked out the technique. You, you, you've swum with that technique. Your body knows how to do it. So just a bit of time, a bit of time back in the pool, and you mm-hmm. can get back to that swimming the way you were swimming pretty quickly. Okay. 
if okay if you're Michael Phelps trying to hit the Olympic win the Olympics you might need a longer time to build up but us us mere mortals we're going to come back to our level of swimming very quickly yeah, and we talked about that. You know, the Phelps—that's the, the he's looking for the one percent is the half a percent. Whereas yeah. in our case, to get back to close to where we're at, as you say, hopefully should be uh, in relatively quick time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, so many jokes, so many puns, but I'll leave <laughs> them all on the table. When you were, when are you able to do something? Were you able to get out and sort of walk some of those longer walks? Be a bit more. Could it be a fast walk? What did um, you do? So officially, no. As as at the point in time this podcast comes out, I'm sure I will have had the final clearance and everything is absolutely okay. Yeah. But so I was very cautious with the swimming first. Tested that out, found that was completely fine. So I said, okay, well, it's uh, yeah. Sorry, let me go back. There were delays getting my appointment to say you can return to exercise. So I started using my judgment about what I could and and, and shouldn't do. Yeah. And so walking was the next logical thing. Um, no intensity, no real impact, just a bit of time. Yeah. And so, yeah, just started going for some longer walks. And then um, the last few squad runs on the weekends, I've been walking in the hills with the team, and it's been been great to be back out there with everyone again. Yeah, so just monitoring it, using your own knowledge yeah. and um, recognition of your body that if something was a little bit off, you'd have just stopped. Yep, absolutely. Yep. And, and everyone needs to do that to some degree, that um, as much as I can recommend... Um, what's going to what I think is right for you? Each person is the the there on the ground in the situation needs to be able to make those own calls for themselves. Yep, maybe a topic for another podcast. Great idea. Yeah, I'll take I'll take a note. Whilst I take a note, um, the bike now testicular cancer bike uh, general area in saddle. I would have thought that would be last on your list. Yeah, well, I certainly wasn't rushing back to that. Yeah, and. Uh, um, and officially, I'm still not back on it, but I just couldn't resist a little little test session just to yeah. to see how things felt sitting on the bike and moving the body in that way. Just testy things out. Ha <laughs> Boom, boom. Yeah, I like it. Too easy. Um, so, you know, we talked about power meters, you know, bike power. Yeah. Um, that would have dissipated in, in 10 weeks of doing yeah, nothing. Absolutely. And, and with a power meter, you can see very clearly what that is because... I know myself very well from years of training and working with power and heart rate. So I could hop on the bike and just pedal easy, see what my heart rate was doing, and just horrified at the lack of power I was producing mm. for that level of effort. Yeah. So. And from a return to previous levels, not as quick as swimming. No. It'll it will take you. Yep. Take you a while. Yeah. That, that yeah. that'll that'll take several months to get back to. Yeah. And, and again, I could rush it. I could push it. But my goal is an event later in the year, so there's no need or reason to push it right now. Yeah. Question for you. If you are coming back, well, as you are, is some is the bike something you could push a little harder than the running yes. due to the lack of impact? Absolutely. So l- less likelihood of an injury. Yeah. Um, as long as you <laughs> It's probably your heart as, as much as your muscles that can that can take it. But well, just... that the, the heart is a muscle. Yeah, well, true. And, and so as much as the leg muscles have kind of waned a bit over time lost a bit of their um their form so is the heart yeah yeah it, it's it's lost its its training and its function to be able to um, work at higher intensities and and go for long distances yeah um and the last discipline so yeah running um one of my injuries that I've, i'm nursing over the long term is an achilles injury so once i do restart running 
it's going to be a run-walk program. Mm-hmm. And it's something that a number of people on the team have had before from me, but it's a, a, yeah, a combination of run-walk slowly building up over the weeks. Yeah. And like, like you talked about before, the, the impact of running, it's not even necessarily my Achilles, which could be the problem. It could be, if I rush back into it, then there's something else, which is loss conditioning. It could be a, a knee tendon, which is a bit weak, and rush back into the running, you're going to overload that. Yeah, just that structural integrity that you'd built up over all that time. Yeah. I, yeah, you, you don't know yourself until you start which bits have potentially weakened the most or yeah, whatever. Right. So, yeah. So, so with running, it's always going to be a very conservative return to that. Yeah. Cycling can get back into a bit more, and swimming certainly a lot of it a lot quicker. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Um, so, you know, there's going to be a bunch of us, uh, hopefully no one's laid up, up for 10 weeks, but, mm. you know, there's going to be times where it's two weeks, 10 days, three weeks, or an ongoing injury that needs managing, like an Achilles. Yeah. You know, they don't just sort of fix themselves overnight. Yeah, you kind sure. of got to keep an eye on it. Um, so, you know, it's a bit of a summary of the of the key things to, I don't know, to, to bear in mind, to think of. I guess the, the first thing is expect it to feel harder and to be slower when you return. That's just, you have detrained, you need some time to retrain. And so with that, do think long term, that don't try and cram it all in and rush back to your fitness to, to what you were doing previously straight away. It, yeah, and I think if you're if it happens during, you know, the, a month or a month and a half out from a, a significant event, you can really make the mistake of rejoining the squad yeah. and they're all going like, you know, like a cut cat, and uh, you you try and keep up or whatever, yeah. and yeah, you, you turn what could have been a manageable injury into one that potentially knocks you out of an event or totally. or becomes even harder to fix. Uh, with injuries, even at the point where you feel better and you feel like you can do things, there is still damage and there is still repair going on. Yeah. So the oh, I feel great today isn't a reason to rush back into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you, I'm just thinking about the swimming. If you if you you're able to swim a bit sooner, mm. depending on the injury, a chance to to work on the stroke and technique, that a- kind of thing. Absolutely. Every time, maybe we, even go to the pool more often. You'd have to be keen for that, wouldn't you, Doug? Outrageous. Let me uh, let me just keep a track of how many times you do that. Yeah. Um, every time I have had an injury, and I've been absolutely gutted about it. It's been uh, the world is coming into an end, kind of thing. Once I'm through it and look back on it, I can see huge benefits because it forces me to do things differently, approach things differently, and try something different. Mm. So that is your your opportunity, absolutely. And I think most of us are in this. It's a lifestyle thing. Mm. So learn something from it. Take away a couple of three key key learnings so that the next time it happens, because something will happen, yep. you know, we're not bulletproof, that you're, you're prepared, whether it be physically or mentally, to deal with it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And look, I think the last thing is a famous quote from Rachel Hunter. I don't know how I know this and how I know that it was a Pantene um, shampoo commercial, but it won't, it won't happen overnight, but it will happen. I thought you were going to start talking about ice cream or something. But, <laughs> and, and the average age of our squad, they will know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pleasure to be back again, Gerard. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you next week. All right. Thanks, Doug. Cheers.